Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout this nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and... uh, I certainly hope that you are having a great day in the USA. Have a fantastic show for you uh, here today. Stay tuned. Uh, at the bottom of this hour, I'm going to bring on Dr. Marlene McMillan, who is one of uh, the show's all-time favorite, and she has been a favorite of yours as well. The insight, the depth to current events and uh, why liberty matters is uh, her focus and it's riveting uh, many times when uh, she tells us about it goes off uh, on education and talks to us about education. I certainly want to pick her brain today on this uh, school choice week that uh, that we're going through here and um, what her insight would be to that. Also, folks, if you're following in any way. Uh, the president's impeachment, uh, if you're a conservative Republican, you're a fan of the president and uh, in his corner, uh, it's, a, it's a good week for us. It's a good week because uh, it, it appears that even three Democrats may vote to acquit the president. So while the, the, while the Dems were trying to get four Republicans <laughs> to jump ship so they can continue to bring in these, you know, these pointless pointless witnesses uh it it seems as though um three democrats are going to jump ship and vote to acquit the president and so hey friends listen as i always say what many times the enemy intends for evil God intends it for the good of the nation because there's an, a, there's there's a, a, an exposure. Definitely, there is exposure going on, and it's in every quarter. Any quarter that you want to examine, that you want to mention, bring up, uh, whether it's uh, women, whether it's Latinos, in every quarter, if it's black people, whoever it is, the white male, and we talk about him a lot. Uh, here on this show, the the white male, um, y- you know, how you're giving away, you know, your your own birthright. All of us have it, but it seems it seems as though yours is under attack, and you're willing to give it back. I, I don't understand that. 
especially being a black man in this country who know that his four parents uh, wanted me to have the abilities that I have right now to speak my mind, to go where I want to go and do what I want to do in this country. They they wanted they wanted that to be the birthright. And many times when I, I look around America and I look at uh, various Americans, I just happen to mention the white male, but all of us seem to be giving uh, into this political correctness where we are trading our birthright as free citizens in for what? I truly don't know. What is it that the progressive socialists have to offer that could possibly be better than what we have as far as the the opportunities for success? The model that they are presenting to this country, and folks, you had better pay attention to that Sanders campaign. Oh, it looks like Uncle Bernie may claim his title or claim the nomination this time around it looks like at least if you can trust the polls i mean you know but the, the, when they dim it when the polls uh are trending away from biden who is the establishment favorite and is trending toward socialist bernie who is backed by a socialist cortez and socialist presley um, uh, also Talib, Socialist Talib, and Socialist Omar. When the polls show that type of trend toward Bernie, friends, you had better not discount the fact that Bernie Sanders could, in fact, win the Democrat nomination, which would be good news for for us i mean there's just no way that america's going to buy that socialist ticket unless we have sold out to the idea that if you pay me enough you can get my vote regardless of what my principles are if all of us have gotten um, the majority of us have gotten to that uh type of mindset then it's over the republic is over just like Benjamin Franklin predicted, once the people realize that they can vote themselves benefits, money, it will herald the end of the republic. And that's exactly what we are seeing play out on our American landscape right now is the very fact that we have wanted comfort instead of freedom. In my movie, Runaway Slave, check it out. Uh, you, the Runaway Slave movie, Netflix. Not Netflix, um, Amazon, Amazon Prime. But in the movie, we state this fact. The slave does not necessarily seek freedom. The slave seeks comfort. That's what progressive socialists have learned about us as Americans. If they give us something free and make life more comfortable, at least for the present, because that's all we want uh, is the short-sighted view of life. 
the planning for a long-term future is not something that is uniquely American at all anymore. It once was. When people stayed on jobs uh, 30, 40, 50 years, when they did that, uh, you had more of a continuity and an interest in future. But the way things work now is that you are living for whatever may be hot now. And uh, it's that fast-paced of a world. Our young people, uh, even though many of them are incredibly successful and making plenty of money, they're not very focused. Their attention span is not very uh, wide. But they're, they're very successful in doing what they do because they live in that world where everything is fast-paced. They come from the video game world, whereas that's not the case with you and I. We didn't, we didn't do that. Our teachers wrote on the chalkboard. <laughs> what chalk? Okay. These kids uh, get their assignments and then go, go do stuff online and all that kind of thing, you know. And then the very games that they play, you know, it's, it's very fast-paced. They do things with their thumbs on their iPads that I can't imagine doing and on their, on their iPhones that I cannot imagine doing with my thumbs just like that. I can't do it. Kids can. And so their attention span is shorter. It's not as wide as ours was. And if you're going to look at that for what it is we had better understand that the bernie sanders as old listen bernie is 70 soon be 78 years old i think he's 78 years old soon to be bernie <laughs> amazingly is appealing to young people and it's not because they relate to his age there is no way Bernie and Biden would make the same mistake if Bernie didn't have better handlers. In fact, Bernie would make bigger mistakes than Biden if Bernie didn't have better handlers. He has better handlers. Biden, you know, tells kids to go and listen to it on the record player. <laughs> that that even sounds antiquated. <laughs> go listen to it on the record player <laughs> on the stereo. Oh, man, that sounds so antiquated. But that's what Biden said that the kids could do, you know, after school or whatever. But Bernie would be worse. But the kids rally to Bernie for one reason. And it's a reason you had better watch out uh, for because uh, they're going to need your stuff in order to pull it off. Because they don't have any stuff. The kids don't have any stuff. They're going to need your stuff to pull it off. The free stuff as far as college education is concerned. The free stuff as far as uh, universal health care for, for everyone. That's what Bernie would say. It's gonna, they're, gonna take, they're gonna need to have your stuff, not uh, most of it, not some of it. They're going to need your stuff to pay for this and that's where this fails that's where it falls flat on its face because i know and you know that you're not going to give up your stuff without a fight are you 
I don't think so. And I don't care who you voted for in the last election or the one before that. You are not going to give up your stuff to the progressive socialist Democrats without a fight, are you? I don't think you are. There's a reason why liberty matters. And Dr. Marlene McMillan is coming up in the next segment of this show. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, why liberty matters. And uh, she has a webinar that you would be amazed to tune into and um, hear her on Wednesday nights. It's a global webinar. And um, she's going to be the guest coming up here in the next uh, few minutes, the next five or ten, five, five or six minutes. And um, friends, when we think about how this uh, impeachment hearing is winding down and the reflection that it is emitting on the Democrat Party. As I oh, when I opened the show, I said that they are having at least three Democrats jump ship to vote to acquit. That's right, acquit President Donald John Trump. I'm not surprised, are you? I don't think so. It's the right thing to do. Joe Manchin from West Virginia, he thinks I think he's going to I think he's going to vote to acquit. Joe wants to hold on to that Senate seat. Although Joe would probably be a very good Republican, Joe wants to hold on to that Senate seat. Joe Manchin most likely is going to vote to acquit. Uh, Donald John Trump, Arizona Senator uh, Kirsten uh, Sinema, may vote to acquit the president as well. And friends, when we think about um, the implications, then of them breaking with their party, it does indeed signal very good things to come as far as uh, this 2020 election is concerned. And so sound the bell, ring the bell, uh, let them know that uh, <laughs> the wicked, which is the, but anyway, let it, let it resound throughout the land that the Democrats have exposed themselves for who they are to everyone watching. And the amazing thing is they wanted you to watch while they self-destruct. It, it was the most bizarre. If you've been looking at any of it, and I've, I usually don't get a chance to see it, any of it live or anything like that. But if you've been watching this, at all, it is the most bizarre thing in the world because you are actually seeing people who don't know how bad they look. 
and the deception that creeps into this comes from the fact that the progressive socialist news media falsely props them up and gives the nation a false narrative of what Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and Nancy Pelosi is all about and and, and uh, Chuck Schumer is all about. They give the country a false narrative of who they are and they believe their own press. Nadler and, and, and Schumer and, and Pelosi and, and Adam Schiff, they believe their own press. Somehow they are not able to see for themselves when they see in the rollback that they don't have any clothes on. They don't see that. But you do. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, with Dr. Uh, Marlene McMillan on the other side of this break that is coming up. And, um, hey, I'm glad that you could come along because uh, Dr. Marlene um, is, I'm telling you, worth waiting to hear from. And we're going to um, have her on here with us just shortly. And so keep an eye on Bernie. He's gaining momentum. In fact, Bernie Sanders very well could run the table in the early primaries. Uh a losing ticket would be Sanders Buttigieg. Uh, a losing ticket would be Sanders Harris. There will never be a Sanders Warren because they're on the outs. I don't. I don't think they have time to mend that. Uh, it's hard to come back, at least from Elizabeth Warren's perspective, of being called a liar. Only problem with Elizabeth is uh, she's been caught in so many lies. But yet Bernie uh, happened to disagree with her. And she uh, said to Bernie, I think you call me a liar on national TV. And Bernie said, uh, well, let's not talk about it now. (laughs) Oh, friends, it is hilarious. What is going on here Uh, and your input and your uh, is going to be very, very important coming up here in 2020. Don't go anywhere. More of the C.L. Bryant show will be coming your way after this very short break. If you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant show. T.H.E. The C.L. Bryant show on your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. And uh, we certainly do appreciate uh, you and we certainly do appreciate um, everything that you do to make us.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and I'm so glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. I am CL Bryant, and we want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily here over Red State Talk Radio, and thank uh, all of our other uh, platforms, Loving Liberty and uh, Liberty or Us, and all of the terrestrials who replay us uh, throughout the day. Thank you for uh, bringing us into your families. Uh, Folks, uh, over the years that I've been on, uh, one of the favorite guests of mine and certainly yours has been my next guest. She is Dr. Marlene McMillan. Uh, The uh, Why Liberty Matters series and the global webinar that she does is something that is absolutely outstanding. And help me welcome back to the show, uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan. How have you been, friend? Oh, wonderful. And it is just a joy to be a blessing to you, your family, and everyone who listens to your great show. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Marlene. Uh, Dr. Marlene, tell everybody about uh, why Liberty Matters and how they can actually engage with you on uh, that platform. Okay. Well, Why Liberty Matters tells you a lot in the name because liberty is like a bank account. You have to make a deposit before you can take any out. And liberty matters for everything you do in your life. Without liberty, what would you do? So what we do is teach you about that. You sign up for us at Y, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com. And every Wednesday night, rain, shine, sleet, or snow, uh, wherever you are around the world, people tune in. And we teach about the connection between liberty and law, government, history, economics, uh, education, the very important things that affect our daily lives. And, folks, let me tell you, it is absolutely phenomenal, uh, the type of engagement that you'll have. It's uh, the type of learn that all of us need as far as our American education is concerned. Speaking of American education, uh, Dr. McMillan, I uh, want to ask you this, Dr. Marlene. What type of education or maybe miseducation are we uh, getting or witnessing? 
thing uh, being uh, displayed in front of the American people at this point in time in light of the uh, type of proceedings that have gone on that do appear to be very much unconstitutional. Please give us your take on what type of lesson we might take away or we're learning from uh, this these happenings in our country at this time. Well, you know, uh, we're going to have to dive into that pretty deep because that's more even than the time we have. Uh, But let's touch on that. People have been educated to hear things in a certain way. It's not just what you're told. It's what you accept as normal. And so we've been conditioned to a what was is called opposition politics it's not an objective standard of right and wrong it's very positional and so if your guys for it i'm against it if i'm i'm against it you're for it you know back and forth and so what we have going on is people are so conditioned to everything being relative in other words there's no objective truth that they hear things through the lens of this uh, relativism instead of hearing it through a standard, and that standard applies to everybody. So we've gone from there no longer being an objective right and wrong to it's whatever the best messenger, the best speaker, the most persuasive person who can get in there with the pathos and the the emotion and get you thinking with your emotions instead of thinking with objective truth. Uh, this This is all a game, and people have been, I would even say, diseducated, tragically, in order to play and be part of that game. That is amazing. There is something that you said, Dr. McMillan, that uh, I want to uh, you to you laser in on for us. And that is a, a normal that they are wanting us to accept. Is that a new normal? Is the type of chaos that we're witnessing and uh, seeing take place uh, even in our Senate and our legislature? Uh, is that the type of new normal that uh, they're trying to settle us into? And why, if so? Well, tyranny takes root in chaos, and one of the ways to get to chaos is through change. So when the uninitiated hears the word change, we all think, oh, change is going to be an improvement. But is every change an improvement? You know, you might uh, lose your job instead of getting a job. You might have things that happen where life becomes harder instead of easier. So in order for a tyrant to convince you to vote for them and to trust them, they have to keep enticing you with a new shiny object called change. And so change is a euphemism for what we call the dialectic process, which is this new normal where there's total chaos and the tyrant seizes the day. Wow. And the tyrant seizes the day. And friends, when you look at the type of chaos that is going on uh, in Washington, D.C., that the Democrats are, in fact, steering the pot around, although it's backfiring. That's exactly, I think, the endgame plan is that the tyrant 
does indeed seize the day. My special guest is Dr. Uh, Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters. And, Doctor, as we continue with our conversation, Franklin said, Benjamin Franklin said, that once the people um, understand or realize they can vote themselves money, benefits, then that would herald the end of the republic. Are we at a point where we're actually seeing in the Bernie Sanders and people like that who are rising, are we seeing a point where people are coming to a point in our nation where they understand they can vote themselves benefits? Dr. McMillan. Not only do they think that they're voting themselves benefits, but they think that somehow they're going to have this utopian, uh, it's really an unrealistic world, because what the progressives do is they compare the way your life is today to a utopian, meaning unreality. In fact, the word utopia means it doesn't exist. It's not even there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? And, And so they're comparing your reality, which can get a little bit difficult for all of us, with the uh, utopian, unbelievable, idealistic dream world that they purport they're going to give you. (laughs) It's just totally ridiculous. So let's go back to Franklin. Franklin also said he who would exchange essential liberty for temporary safety deserves neither liberty nor safety. And we're told all the time, if we just give up a little more of our liberty, we're going to get safety. But government can't give you safety. Wow. That is a false premise. So, Dr. McMillan, uh, when we think about um, why the strategy of the Democrats, uh, the progressive socialist, when we think about the method that they're using to create certain types of chaos, is this um, a, 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 a tool of the left? Is this something that they're using purposely? It seems silly, but evidently there must be some method in the madness. Is there or is this just are they simply deluded? Talk to us. Okay, this is a published agenda, and you can go back and actually study that. And in our webinars, I teach back about what's called the Franklin School, or the Frankfort School, let me say that right, and um, going through history where this planned agenda that uses the dialectic process, it, they're social engineers, and they know what they are doing. And it's not with the good of the masses. It's really regressive. You know, when the progressives uh, tell us that they have um, our best interest at heart, they're really regressing us toward tyranny. And they know what they're doing. You can read it in books. You can read about it in my Mountains of Deceit book for a very quick, easy introduction to how this works. But... It's not hard to find the planned agenda. Let's unpack uh, a part of your book, Mountains of Deceit. What was the genesis of that book? Why did you write that? Uh, I have I have read it myself, and it is absolutely intriguing. Talk to us about Mountains of Deceit and where we can get it. Because 
Well, Mountains of Deceit was written to unlock the mystery of the political correctness and the way that language is used to change culture. And had the average person studied a book like this or known these things years ago, they would not have been deceived by what we call sleight of mind. It's like a magic trick. It's not sleight of hand. It's sleight of mind. It's pulled off before our eyes, and they repeat the same process over and over again. And so the book unwraps that, and then it explains the general language battle that's just used in everyday language, like when Bill Clinton said, well, it all depends on what is is. So whoever defines is determines what happens. And so what then I took from there, the different lang- the different mountains of culture, the different areas where uh, t- tyranny and liberty are at war, and explained how the language uh, is used specifically for that area of culture. There's it, nothing else like it. Is the battle of tyranny and liberty akin to the battle that we see of good and evil. Can they be uh, defined in that way? And I want to certainly talk about uh, what you uh, opened for us, and that is uh, the redefinition of words and also uh, certain language. Is it then liberty and tyranny in the same, is that the same battle, Dr. McMillan? It absolutely is. It's a battle between life and death. It's a battle between truth and a lie. And remember that light dispels darkness. A little bit of light, when it's shed in a, you know, in a huge uh, dark warehouse, one light bulb makes a difference. And so when you understand this language battle, when you understand that good and evil are already defined, and it's sorrow, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That means sorrow and pain and agony. So our nation is suffering through this redefinition. And the progressives may have gained some power through this, through this redefinition. But folks, remember, it can be reclaimed through a proper definition of words. We're not hopeless. We don't need to give up. It's not inevitable that uh, everything has to decline. You can take your liberty back by taking mastery of your culture through definition. Well, you know, uh, folks, I don't want you to miss what Dr. McMillan uh, said about um that one light bulb. Oh, that was an incredible image that you gave us, Doc. One light bulb in a dark warehouse makes a difference. That is profound when you think about what you, my friends, need to be at this present time in America, wherever you may be. Uh, you may be that light bulb in a very dark uh, warehouse. Dr. Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters, is my special guest. Doc, before we go to break, uh, if you could tell everybody uh, how to engage the seminar again and how to get in touch with you and get a part of your, get a hold of your work. 
Okay, we are easy to find at Y, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com. And when you put in your first name and email address, you will get back a response from us, and you must answer it. And folks, if you sign up now on this break, you actually, and you respond right away, you could be on the webinars tonight. They are 8 p.m. Central Time in the United States, but we have folks in the U.K. that stay up uh, half the night. We have people in Australia where it's the next morning. You can join us wherever you are, and it's at Y, that's W-H-Y, Liberty Matter. You will also find our books there. And folks, be sure uh, to check it out. And yeah, go on right now. Yeah, go do it right now so you can get in on tonight's um, uh, webinar uh, with Dr. Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters. And uh, don't go far. We're going to be back with her. There is much more for us to unpack. Whenever we are uh, on with Dr. McMillan, I like to talk about education, uh, and I like for her to expand upon Bloom. Remember that name. Uh, When we come back with Dr. Marlene McMillan, we're going to talk about education and the effect that Bloom has had upon education. And so uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, uh, absolutely live and uh, here today, every day from 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. in the same. And uh, we have relocated, uh, Jane and I have relocated to Colorado and um, really loving it up here. Um, Jane had wanted to come up here for years and um, we... uh, Finally made the move. We're expanding our radio footprint uh, as well uh, here in the Rocky Mountains. And I thank all of you for your prayers for uh, my wife and uh, her health and and all of that. Uh, I certainly know that God answers prayer. And so I um, appreciate all of our affiliates uh, who replay the show. And uh, I'm really looking forward to affecting the politics locally here in the Denver area. Uh, Not too interested in Denver and Boulder flipping around. No, they've lost sight of liberty. In, in this area, they've they've lost sight of uh, of liberty, and uh, we're going to talk about that uh, certainly with Doctor Marlene McMillan when we come back after the break. I want to ask her when we come back: How is it that certain pockets, some seeming seemingly some of the most beautiful places uh, in America, for sure, are always um, r- run rampant with liberal ideas? And Colorado was once a dependable red state. We're going to talk about how uh, the migration of people, does that translate into migration of thought? We're going to talk to Dr. Marlene McMillan about that. Uh, Well-qualified, eminent in her field to talk about it, and we shall return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the T-H-E C.L. Bryant Show app 
onto your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. All the shows are archived there. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation every day right here on the CL Bryant Show. My special guest has been Dr. Marlene McMillan. And we want to return uh, to her now to ask her a question that I was posing when we left about uh, people who migrate from places like California to um, Colorado or Texas or what have you. Dr. Marlene, is it, uh, do they bring their thought patterns uh, with them? And why is it that sometimes they seem dominant once they show up? Talk to us about it. Well, even earlier, I mentioned about the Frankfurt School, and that was the goal of bringing socialism uh, from the European world into the United States. And they went strategically to colleges of education to infiltrate the universities and those key places that were chosen, then most of those professors ended up in pockets where we would call pockets of liberalism today. And yes, they were many of them places that, that were absolutely beautiful and uh, you know had wonderful climates and all of those things, uh, which doesn't require that hardy kind of person who has to work against the weather in order you know to have prosperity. Uh, but let's let's touch then into how that relates back to the Benjamin Bloom question, and then we'll tie this together in a little bow, because Bloom Benjamin Bloom was an educator in the 1940s, and by 1956, he released a book. And his main thing was moving education from what's called the cognitive realm, which is about thinking and learning. It's why parents send their children to school. You know, they send them to school to learn to read and write and compute. They do not send their children to school to be indoctrinated into socialism or political philosophy. But Bloom moved education from this cognitive thinking realm to the affective domain, the feelings realm. And he made it acceptable 
for feelings to become part of how a child was taught to frame the world. Those before had been the domain of the family. And what Bloom was doing is his goal was to use education to create a one-world language, a one-world way of thought thinking, and that one-world way of thinking would establish a one-world religion that would lead to a one-world government and a one-world economy. Wow. And friends, all of that, I want you to consider this now. Consider what uh, Dr. Marlene, Dr. Marlene, Marlene McMillan has just said. That was from the mind of one educator who, in fact, became prominent as far as the foremost uh, go-to mind when it comes to theory in education. Uh, Dr. Marlene, I believe you told us at one time before that all teachers in our system today have been exposed to this uh, indoctrin or this type of indoctrination, I guess we could call it, by uh, Benjamin Bloom. Is that true? Absolutely. And even the Christian colleges, and I went to a Christian college myself, and it's this, this is what put me on the track that led to the Mountains of Deceit book and much of my adult work. It relates to how did this happen? And I knew when we studied Bloom in college that, you know, like intellectually, it sounded good, but my spirit was disturbed. And I started asking, what's wrong with this? And then I went to linguistic school. And there I learned how language affects the results, the way someone thinks. And then it, the, the Lord just led over and over and over again to get the right information, to find the book that unlocked one of those keys. And then I saw how innocent teachers, because teachers are altruistic, teachers are givers. Somebody doesn't go into teaching because they think they're going to become a billionaire. They go into teaching to serve and to love. And yet Bloom said that he had to have the teachers as, in essence, the generals on the front of his army that would go around the world in order to establish this. So when this is explained to teachers, I mean, they are like, you are unlocking the mystery that I've never understood. And they then see how they can reverse it. Because when you refuse to speak political correctness, politically correct, you know, when you refuse to play into this new definition, just that in itself uh, slows down this process of tyranny. And you do your part to liberty when you understand these things. You do your part for liberty when you understand these things and that is exactly why we're we're building this bridge to this conversation today with Dr. Marlene McMillan. Then Dr. McMillan before we uh move to uh, another uh, subject after the top of the hour I want to wrap up then with the power of one man's influence on thinking. How did Bloom actually affect and, and make dominant his thoughts 
and uh, promote them in the way that they have been promoted. Who were his helpers? Who aided and abetted uh, this type of effect on education in our country in particular? Well, going to the schools of education, especially Columbia and other ones that then took those standards for their own, they very quickly went across the country. At the same time, you also had people like Saul Alinsky working in the um, area of um, community organization. Then let's pick up further from that. You had Howard Zinn, and Howard Zinn basically um, developed a fake history. He was more of a history professor or claimed to be, but he was really a socialist teaching people to hate America and to hate liberty. And so the history had to be rewritten. So these things all were tied together. So you have the history being rewritten, and then you have the innocent teacher teaching the new rewritten history. And um, even the way the textbooks are done, all of those things. Then in the practical world, you had somebody like George Lakoff, and he wrote a book called Don't Think of an Elephant. Well, as soon as we say, don't think of an elephant, what's everybody thinking? You think of an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody's seeing the same thing. So he knew how to use language to create, in essence, photographs or images in people's minds. And this gets into uh, even going back to Bernays and propaganda, and propaganda uh, became advertising and public relations. And now we are conditioned to being sold. We're conditioned to being tantalized and and being um, encouraged to um, uh, make the choice of what uh, makes us feel the most, the best not what's good for us but how do we feel about it and so we've moved from what's true to how does that make you feel and what do you think about it and this has greatly impacted the churches we're on with dr marlene mcmillan and uh, she always leaves such wonderful caveats to enter into a uh, conversation uh, when she uh, uh, finishes her statements and uh, that's exactly where I was wanting to uh, take the conversation here we have about four minutes before break dr mcmillan and I uh, want you to stay with me through the top of the of the hour Hour. Um, when we think about then the the church, uh, let's talk about uh, Christianity and the certain, uh, or in my opinion, the uh, attack on religious liberty. Is that a figment? And we're going to pick it up on the other side of the break. But let's start now. Is that a figment of our imagination that Christians are unduly being put upon and Jews as well? Uh, right now, is there an attack? Is that real, the attack on religious liberty in this country? Well, let's, yes, it, not only is it real, let's explain a little bit about what's going on with it. Because the uh, these two questions, the dialectic questions, and dialectic means double speak. So when God speaks, God speaks one word. It's man that brings confusion to it. So we have to even distinguish between true truth and just religious confusion but when 
you have the questions that Bloom made popular, which is, how does that make you feel? And what do you think when those came into Bible study? So Bible study went from what does the word say? And we might disagree about what the word says, but the whole discussion of the Bible study or the sermon was this is what the word says. And then it went to everybody going around in a circle and saying, how does that make you feel? What do you think? And what that did by default was train people that their human reasoning sat above and judged the word of God. Wow. So I know what I'm saying may make some people uncomfortable, but it the move from an objective reality where the word of God is the plumb line, not just for the church, but for the way the culture functions, for general what's called natural law of right and wrong, whether people wanted the Jesus part or not, there was an agreement that um, that life was life and death was death. There was an agreement of right and wrong. And when you start questioning that right and wrong, then you move from a a culture of liberty where everybody has the opportunity to do what they believe their conscience is telling them to going to where the group tells you what to think. And it's a group mentality and it removes your liberty and your constitutional rights because groups don't have rights. Only individuals have rights. Amazing. Amazing. Dr. Marlene McMillan, we're going to continue with her after the break. Why Liberty Matters. We're going to uh, share with you again how you can uh, become engaged with uh, the global webinar, Why Liberty Matters, the very type of topics that uh, we are trying in a very limited time here to unpack. Uh, She takes her time and unpacks them uh, in the very methodical way that uh, she does here. One of my absolute uh, favorite guests and it, she has been yours, too. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on uh, the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, we're going to uh, come back after the, the news hour with Dr. Marlene. And um, there are several things I want to talk to her about as far as uh, behavior is concerned, Um, because there's certain behavior that we are beginning to uh, accept. And um, part of the behavior that we're accepting is that one that's coming from Adam Schiff uh, and, and others. We'll talk about it with Dr. Marlene when the C.L. Bryant show returns. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. 
It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. every day. And uh, really glad that uh, we could uh, share uh, some thoughts with you today. Special guest is Dr. Marlene McMillan, who is the founder and she is the host of a weekly webinar, Why Liberty Matters. And Dr. Marlene, uh, before we get back into our conversation, uh, tell this hour's audience uh, for the first time how they can engage with you. Okay, you go to Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com, and you put in your first name and email address, You'll get a message back, and you must respond to that. And then when you do and say, yes, we really do want to talk to these people, then you will get a welcome and then find out how to join us for our weekly webinars. Our only complaint about our email is we don't send out enough information. Uh, We're going to leave it that way for right now. And you can join our webinars. We deal with law, government, history economics and education it's not for the light at heart it's not a little uh, hope you feel good make you happy all the time uh it's for the hardcore people who want to know the truth and are sick and tired of being placated and talked down to and um uh, told that it's all doom and gloom. We explain what happened, but we're part of the solution, not part of the problem. Absolutely. And folks, that's what all of us should strive to be is part of that solution and not a part of the problem. Uh, Dr. Marlene, when we look at uh, being talked down to and we look at uh, some of the things that are transpiring in the country, I think of um, the type of behavior that we are beginning to tolerate. And earlier you had uh, mentioned to us that there is a certain uh, programming and restructuring of uh, definitions that's going on. Is that also a part of why we're more accepting of some types of behaviors like the type of uh, lies and apparent uh, mistruths, uh, untruths that are being told to us, even about our president, our government, our nation. Why are we so susceptible to uh, hearing the feel good, what makes me feel good type of message, even if it's a lie? Well, we have been conditioned, not just through education, but through the media itself, to accept 
and even uh, be afraid of ever saying anything that might quote unquote offend somebody. Now, I'm not sitting out. I don't get up in the morning wanting to offend people. But we have to understand that the truth will be repulsive to some people. In fact, there's a language and method that leads to liberty. And there's a different language and method that leads to bondage and tyranny. If we can be conditioned to the political correctness, the social engineering, the use of the doublespeak and the dialectic process that leads to bondage and tyranny, and part of it is never speaking up, being afraid to speak your conscience, being afraid to speak your mind, by that conditioning and our choice of silence, we contribute to tyranny. So this is why I tell you, don't be afraid to speak the truth. Don't be afraid to um, have to always use their definitions. Why do definitions matter so much to a progressive? Because when you use their language, you are voting. You are like making a public statement that you agree with them. So you mentioned you mentioned earlier group think. So what you have just described then is us waiting with our heads on a swivel, proverbial swivel, uh, in order to see what the group thinks before we actually have an expression of our own opinion. Is, is that truly a part of the dumbing down of America is not really speaking your mind, but waiting to see if you're validated by the group, doctor? Yes, and it's part of what identity politics is all about, because now you're supposed to believe whatever group the from the external, what, what people looking at you, what they think you ought to believe. And so your individuality, your ability to have uh, preserve your own conscience, your self-government, your individual self-government, your liberty of conscience, these are almost ideas that are, are uh, going in the de- dustbin of history if we do not redeem them. And and so what I'm saying to people is you have to know who you are. I mean, why do we have all these people with identity problems? Because they're looking around, waiting for the group to give them validation, give them to, to give them worth instead of seeing individually who you are and what you believe and what what makes you unique, what makes you the um, I, identifiable different from everybody else that's where your gold is that's where your value is and today we rob a child of that we rob them of their divine purpose of their kingdom purpose and we tell them that their purpose is the result of where they're going to serve the state wow Wow. Dr. Marlene McMillan is my special guest. And uh, doctor, I mean, it's just it's just absolutely amazing. But in these 12 minutes uh, that we uh, we have left together, I want to get as much as we possibly can uh, from you. And and I want to shift focus now to uh, what's going on with uh, um, the White House and and what's happening with that as well. I need your opinion on this. Here we are. We have a president who uh, by any 
any standard I imagine you could uh, bring uh, to to bear is a very successful president. How is it possible that we have been railroaded is the way many of us are feeling into a place where we are impeaching him? Was it the definitions was it the narratives that the were the progressives more successful in and pushing their narrative than we it, that, that has brought us to this this point in time speak to us about uh, how did we get here dr mcmillan okay well let's ask an overarching question which is who or what is in control now i want our listeners to think about this throughout your daily life who or what is in control and let's look at even our two-party system because party the root of party is par p-a-r which means to kind of keep everything in balance and there's a world philosophy of keeping everything in balance around the globe and that no nation should have dominance over another one or that um, there's this goal of global of a global government. And when somebody like President Trump steps up and says, we're not going to be the world's policeman, he steps up and he says, we're not playing on that game. We're not doing what the United Nations wants us to do. That creates a back, backlash, whether you like his personality or not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about coming back to who or what is in control. So are we going to um, allow constitutional thinking, which is objective, to be in charge? Or are we going to go into this world of relativism where in order to be a player on the world stage, just think about that, not an individual sovereign nation, but a player on a stage – In order to play our part and be good little children, then we have to agree with the bigger goal of who or what is in control. So what we're coming back to is in the past, before this global thinking, there was an agreement on principle. Now, we might have a disagreement or how are we going to fulfill that, even if you read the Federalist Papers. They're not about the disagreement of the principle of the goal of liberty. They're about how do we fulfill that in the best way possible. Today, we have a fundamental disagreement at the very root as to the purpose of civil government and even the purpose of mankind. And until we deal with those root issues, the chaos will continue. Wow. So we have a fundamental um, misunderstanding of, of what our purpose is. So we are you saying that maybe we have lost focus of the American purpose? And But, of course, that opens the door to this question, uh, Dr. Marlene. What then is defined as the American purpose by our framers, in your estimation? Okay. For one thing, the term city set on a hill is a religious reference, and you really can't understand it without seeing that it was to be a light, like as in a light of the world. And where does light come from? It doesn't come from darkness. And so the idea of a nation allowing liberty 
not when when the founders talked about an experiment this this is one of my big things when you hear people say oh it was the american experiment well it wasn't an experiment to see whether the principles of liberty worked they if you read anything from that era you will find out they had a very good handle on what the principles of liberty are and that's part of why i'm billed as the nation's expert on the principles of liberty because we have no doubt what the principles are we might have some disagreement or figure out a way to apply them to our current culture and so what the founders were trying to do was to get a a place where they could allow the principles of liberty to work their way out without the intervention of a monarch, a tyrant, more wars, or central banks, or anything else that was going to destroy the individual's opportunity to work out his own liberty. You know, Dr. Marlene, uh, now that you have uh, mentioned the principles of liberty, I must ask you about the uh, prevailing principle of liberty that every American should be aware of in the time that we have left. Please talk to us. Okay. Well, I've written, actually written a book called The Five Pillars of Liberty. And the five pillars of liberty deal with what these are, and the first one has to be truth. If you can't agree that truth exists, let alone what it is, what basis do you have for discussion? It also then goes into cause to effect, because one of the ways that tyrants and Marxist and socialism operates is that they want the next generation to never look at the consequences of their ideas uh, in general and specifically that communism is a failed system so the promoters of this progressive idea it would be like this i'm going to hire everybody i need to hire some new salespeople, and my product that i want you to come and sell has never worked before we can't figure out how to ever make it work. It is um, uh, hated by everybody that's ever used it, but we want you to come and sell it to the world. <laughs> that is, my friends, exactly what you're seeing when you hear the words of Bernie Sanders, Ocasio-Cortez, Omar Talib, and Presley. They are trying to sell you something that everybody who's ever tried it has hated. And so, uh, Dr. Marlene, that is absolutely uh, phenomenal that you uh, would share that uh, in that way. About four minutes left, and I'm going to give you the final word, and please uh, share in uh, your final words uh, how we can get in touch with you and get be a part of the webinar. Okay, so you sign up for the webinars at Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com, and you put in your first name and email address, and then you must respond to the first email in order to get any further. You can also write to me at contact, that's C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at YLibertyMatters.com, and we offer um, a handout called Social Engineering. And it deals with how verbal engineering precedes social engineering. And it explains, unlocks the mystery of social engineering and explains 
how this system, it's really a rinse and repeat. And once you see how the deceit works, you are no longer prey, P-R-E-Y, you're no longer prey to the tyrants that want to take away your liberty. And so that's the main point that I, I want everybody to understand is you can make a difference. You don't have to um, have some kind of elected position. You don't have to have, uh, you know, some kind of what you think is a big platform. You never know how by you correcting the way uh, the, your grandson speaks or challenging what someone is taught in school or just refusing to agree with the new definitions, uh, how you will impact the rest of the world. So don't be afraid to speak and speak the truth. Know who you are. Know what you believe. And when you join us, yes, our webinars are for the hardy, okay? Uh, they're, they're, they're not for the weak. But strengthen yourself. Learn how to speak liberty. There is a language of liberty, and we teach you how to speak liberty at whylibertymatters.com. Dr. Marlene McMillan, whylibertymatters.com. Friends, it is absolutely my pleasure to have had Dr. Marlene on with me. And Dr. Marlene, God bless you, and God keep you is my prayer for you and continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for being on with us. Blessings. Thank you. That was Dr. Marlene McMillan, uh, Why Liberty Matters. And friends, let me tell you something. Um, she is one of the premier foremost minds on the topic of American liberty uh, in the nation. Met her years ago now over in Texas. Uh, she and I were uh, doing a similar venue and uh, same venue. We we're on the same venue. And um Got a chance to meet her, and we've been friends ever since. Um, don't go anywhere. There is a lot more that we must unpack, and a lot more that we must talk about here today. There's a whole lot going on on the national scene that we uh, need to cover as well, and we will right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Looks like about three Democrats are um, <laughs> looking poised to jump ship and acquit the president. Amazing. Amazing how that's playing out. Uh, Democrats needed four Republicans to defect and vote with them to carry on this debacle, only to appear, it appears now, that uh, they are about to lose three of their own when it comes to the vote. Hey, what the enemy intends for evil. I just, I just have to believe that God uh, intends and turns it to our good. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these brief words. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. 
Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad that all of you could come along with us as we build a bridge to conversation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Before we get back into uh, some of the discussion that we were having about how you and I are being programmed verbally first to accept uh, the type things that are coming down the pike here in 2020, I want to talk about uh, deception and um, greed, and um, I would I would also say character. Yeah, uh, two million dollars is what uh, John Bolton was paid for his book deal, and of course, uh, you don't get paid two million dollars to testify before Congress or anything like that. Um, but um, y- y- you do get these these book deals that come along, and you get paid. Um, you know, for them and all that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And um, John Bolton's book will cost you $32 to secure, and you'll get 15% of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get 15% of that. So if it's a million seller at $32 uh, a book, uh, John's going to make out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is. But Dick Morris um, says uh, that Bolton has sold out uh, for $32 a book. In other words, a lot of people are looking at um, Bolton as um, a person who is sold out. It deals with character. It goes to character. Has Bolton sold out? Um, did he? I mean, in this situation, this is uh, very similar to a Judas type of deal. Thirty-two uh, pieces. <laughs> oh my, pieces of silver. John Bolton chose his moment uh, in the sun, according to. Uh, Dick Morris, making sure that uh, to milk every last dollar that he could get um, to sell out the president. Even that's me saying that he could have dropped this bombshell at any time during the impeachment process and done it uh, in any way he wanted it. But you don't get paid uh, $2 million for a testimony, according to Dick Morris. Of course, Dick Morris had fallen off the scene for a while because he had predicted Mitt Romney would (laughs) win the presidency. I mean, Morris was adamant that uh, Mitt Romney was going to be president of the United States. You could not tell Dick Morris 
anything differently than that. And he he pushed it all the way to the end. That, but he was a sad sack after uh, that election, and he lost a, a lot of uh, his um, steam by missing that prediction. Yeah, you know, it's it's like getting stoned for a while. I'm talking about by real rocks, as Old Testament prophets um, would get stoned if they made a prediction that didn't come true. So him getting kicked off of um, Fox for a while, they didn't invite him on because he had to, you know, rehabilitate. But Dick Morris is back, and he is saying that... um, uh, Bolton sold out Trump for $32 book deal, $32 a book deal. Yeah. Well, in the same breath, Bolton may be testifying anyway. Because according to the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, um, Republicans do not have enough votes to prevent impeachment witnesses. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky told Wall Street Journal this the other day. Uh, The news comes uh, on the heels of President Trump's legal team has raised a broad-based attack on the impeachment case against him, even though as it mostly uh, brushed past allegations in a new book that could undercut a key defense argument at this Senate trial. And he's talking about national security leaders' books, John Bolton. But, folks, if Republicans don't get on board and vote with the president to end this type thing, to vote with McConnell to end this type thing, you want their names, You want to know who they are because they need to go. And you need to find a statesman, a Republican statesman to replace them. Let them know that they're going to be primaried. Find that person that is a primary threat, uh, that has paid some dues. We don't necessarily need novices. We need some people who understand business, who understand economy, who understand what it is to make a living in this country. That's that's what we need now. If they're willing to go into that uh, limelight of Washington, D.C., if they're willing to do that, and they have paid their dues as a conservative, not just someone who's jumping on this bandwagon because it seems as though it might become very popular here soon to be a part of that Trump train. It may become very popular uh, real soon. And and folks, um, we need to know who is real and who is not. And that's not to judge anybody. That's just to define who you're in the fight with. Because you need to know. Um, If the witnesses do come, Joe Manchin, 
uh, we were talking about Joe being one of the, the, the defective votes. Joe Manchin is saying he's a Democrat. That Hunter Biden is going to have to be called because he's a relevant witness in all of this. And you know what? To tell you the truth and, and, and listen, we're just going to let it all work itself out. Right. Because it's going to play out. It's all going to play out. It's going to come out in the wash anyway. Right. OK, so I want to hear from Hunter Biden. If, in fact, we go if we're going to go down this road, then let's go down the road. Because one of the things now, hey, look, the president has told us what was in his mind, not Adam Schiff. And what was in the president's mind, according to the president, when he asked uh, the Ukrainian president to look into the Bidens, he was wanting to understand something. And Americans, you need to want to understand something, too. Did the sitting vice president of the United States get his son a cushy job? Did the vice president of the United States, the sitting vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, at that time benefit in any way from the $50,000 a month salary? that his son, Hunter Biden, was receiving. I know that there's not going to be any way to prove that. If there were any tracks to it whatsoever, they have long been erased, at least if Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are not stupid. They have long erased any paper trails. But let's look at the most logical, uh, most likely circumstance. Son, you're getting this $50,000 a month job. I, I'm, I'm doing an Adam Schiff right now. <laughs> I am making up a Biden conversation with his son. Keep in mind, I am imitating Adam Schiff. This conversation, as far as I know, did not occur in this way. However, unlike Adam Schiff's portrayal of the president, this conversation most likely came very close to what I am sharing now. Son, Joe Biden speaking to Hunter Biden. There's a $50,000 a month job that I want you to have. And you can have it. And uh, quite frankly, you know, you um, be sure to peel me off a little bit. That conversation ended right there as far as the money was concerned. Now, I need you to convey certain thought on this board that you're going to sit on and understand that you are there. You're going to get this opportunity because you're my son. Okay, Dad. Hunter, back 
to Joe Biden. When do I start? $50,000 a month. When do I start? That's what I want to know. And it must be good. Must be great being the son of the vice president in times like those. No question about it. Oh, pardon me. Hiccups. Got the hiccups and have no, you know, the thing that'll kill the hiccups immediately. Just a little bit of sugar, half a teaspoon of sugar. Swallow it. Boom. Knock those hiccups right out of the game. Let me uh, baptize my my throat just a bit, doing a little bit of stuttering there, and see if I can do this. Get rid of them there. You see a nice cold drink of um, Dr. Pepper. Yes, diet variety, my favorite. Yeah, Dr. Pepper, you can send that check too. But anyway, (laughs) I certainly do um, like the idea that um, this could go on. Oh, oh, I know that the American people's business is not going to get done. But uh, since we're here and since we are in a situation where we are beginning to understand how Democrats, uh, the progressive socialist Democrats are operating, then let's just go ahead and see, play it out. Let's just go ahead and play this out. They're not going to let it go anyway. So let let give them the rope they're demanding to hang themselves with. Give them that rope. Let them have that rope so that they may hang themselves. That's what they're going to do. So let them do it. They're determined to do it. And the one thing that you can never accomplish and that is saving someone from themselves they'll only get mad at you believe me they will only get mad at you You, the one thing that you cannot accomplish is saving someone from themselves Not unless they want to be saved. But if they don't, there is nothing that you can do to save someone from themselves unless they want to be saved. And many times they have to be at rock bottom to want that. And once they want it at that point, many times it's too late. So, Americans, there are a lot of ways, a lot of uh, opportunity for us to wake up and hear the words of our salvation. And they're the same words that we have heard uh, about us from the uh, inception 
the beginning of this nation. We have been a nation that at times needed saving from itself. And it has always been the voice of our patriot fathers in their documents to us that have been the words of salvation, encouragement. You see, don't you see? When we return with more of the C.L. Bryant show, the home stretch of the show, I want to uh, unpack and go back and revisit um, the idea that taking down American self-worth is key to bringing about the socialist agenda. It is being um, verbalized now, and it began in the last presidential administration of Obama. When uh, it was said by the president of the United States that we're not the greatest nation on the world in the world, huh? That we're like all other nations. That's what he was saying. In other words, there's nothing exceptional about America. It began back in the other administration. And that type of uh, mental and psychological onslaught onto the American psyche has never relented. We're the bad guys. Their children are being taught that we are the bad guys and we should have low self-esteem. If you're a white kid, you should have low self-esteem because of the bad history of America that uh, your white foreparents, uh, you know, help uh, perpetrate, uh, you know, on whomever. But I want to remind all of us whether you're red, yellow, black, white, whoever you are in America, if you are an American, if you blame anyone for any type of mistreatment of whomever in the history of this nation, I want to remind you that you too are a co-conspirator. You are a co-contributor to whatever it is. Oh, yes, you are. To enjoy the American life that you enjoy. And you want to blame us for the ills of mankind. You keep in mind that you are a co-contributor to that too. Because to get omelets, quite frankly, this, this is real talk here. You got to break some eggs. <laughs> we'll examine it when I come back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. Worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for having been with us uh, throughout uh, these two hours. If you don't get both hours of the show, download uh, the CL Bryant Show free. Uh, CL Bryant Show in the App Store. The CL Bryant Show in the App Store. Um, friends, yeah, there are certain things that we. Um, have to unpack and that is who are we what are we becoming as a nation what are our, what are our children becoming as a nation can we be that nation that will endure long after this socialist renaissance that is going on in this country right now there is a socialist renaissance that is going on in this country it is happening in our educational system our political system the definition of terms and words are being uh, followed up on and being made being done as we speak definitions of age old um, identities are being redefined and like gender, marriage, um, male, female, you know, what have you. Uh, family is being redefined. And um, while you slept, this uh, staging platform for all of this did, in fact, become, it was built. It was evidently sanctioned. And it's being accepted. We're fighting against it. We're pushing against it as we speak. But there is a tide of young thought coming up behind us that this type of rhetoric about who we are as Americans is all they know. That's all they have been exposed to. And if you happen to be that parent or grandparent, a mother, a father of that child, who we know we're talking about, who's only been exposed to certain ideas and believe them. They're, they're part of, they're in, that's their world. There are certain things that young people believe that are absolutely fictitious. But it's hard to wrestle it out of their minds because that's all they have ever known. They have been verbally 
verbally prepared to receive the socialist doctrine before the reality sets in. You're, you're verbally prepared before the reality actually sets in. And that's what is, that's why you have Adam Schiff and you have Jerry Nadler, you have Nancy Pelosi, and you have this diatribe of, I mean, this uh, mantra of people who are constantly, constantly singing the mantra, saying the mantra, the president is bad, the president is bad. You are verbally being programmed to believe a lie. And your lying eyes don't even see the prosperity around you because of the verbal tune that you're constantly hearing that America bad, Trump bad, Republican bad, conservatives bad. You are so tuned out, brainwashed to the verbal um, programming that you can't even see the prosperity is all around you and you're being talked out of it but yeah, that's a part of it the, the, the verbal linguistic transformation that progressive socialist democrats are attempting right now on America. Dr. Marlene McMillan was my guest earlier in the show, and she said something that I definitely want to revisit and something I want to leave you with right now. And you want to investigate this for yourself. The word utopia speaks of something that does not exist. And yet... In our conversation with Dr. Marlene, we find that this is the thing most sought after by the progressive socialist Democrats and everyone who has ever tried socialism. They have always gone after that utopian idea that has never, ever existed. Whenever you hear the word utopia, you are talking about something that does not exist and never has, except in the minds of those who are socialist-minded. And the odd thing about it, the amazing thing about socialism and the socialist idea, the utopian idea, is that everyone who has ever been immersed in socialism have lived under socialism. They would much rather live in the America that existed back 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, as far as opportunity is concerned. Americans, we had our problems, we had our times, we had our challenges. We've overcome those in many ways uh, to get to the year 2020, but 
everyone who has lived in a socialist environment, in a socialist uh, country, under a socialist regime, they themselves understand that the utopian aspect of that never existed. Never has, it never will. And it's amazing. And I want to uh, refer to something that Dr. McMillan said. Imagine if you have someone coming along to you and they say to you, hey, I have this fantastic idea for all of us in our country. They are excited about it. But they tell you more, they tell you more. And the more they tell you, the more you realize that everybody who's ever tried it didn't like it. Everywhere it has been tried, it hasn't worked. And it has only made the people where it has been tried poorer than they were before it was tried. Ask the folks in Cuba about Cuba before Castro and Cuba after Castro. Everyone who's ever tried the method that Castro brought to Cuba, they've not liked it. Except the very lazy. The very lazy love this kind of stuff. And everywhere that this has been tried, including Cuba, China, Russia. Yeah, let's just look at those biggies like that. Or you can go to Greece or Italy, France, even England. Everywhere it has been tried, it hasn't worked. But that's what you have coming at you from Bernie Sanders and Cortez, Tlaib, Omar. They are coming at you with the smiling faces, excited as they possibly can be. And they're wanting you to try this new thing that they got going on that's never worked anywhere and nobody's ever liked it wherever it's been tried. But you are being verbally conditioned to accept the free stuff that Uncle Sam with his stash can provide for you. And Benjamin Franklin, we hear his voice still saying to us as Americans the day that the people realize they can vote themselves benefits, money, that day will herald the end of the republic. And friends, I believe that that is absolutely true and I believe that that day is upon us I also believe that that tide can be turned 
so that the republic does not come to an end. Or, friends, will it be one of those situations where we give way to saying all good things must come to an end? When it comes to this economy, when it comes to uh, this America, um, I certainly hope that the good thing that we have will not come to an end anytime soon. And I hope that you, as an American citizen, do not buy into the groupthink idea that you must get permission from the group before you even speak your mind. If you do, we will find ourselves in a nation full of people who are laden, written down with slow self-esteem and afraid of their own shadows. Is that becoming us as Americans? How much of this cowing down are we going to take from the likes of people like Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, and the entire socialist progressive Democrat Party? How long do we tolerate this? Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all. (music) 